Welcome to How to Become More Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the How to Become More Podcast. Francois here, and having a wonderful guest, Donna Martin, today. And we're going to dive into something that is wonderful living your good life. But before we go here, let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, there is someone out there that has a problem and you have the solution for them. You owe it to yourself and to them to keep on keeping on in order to change the lives of the people around you that need the message from you. I'm encouraging you to stop tiptoeing through life, make things happen. And with this podcast today, getting you energized so you can have more oomph to get out there and share your word. All right. Thank you so much. Donna, it's good to have you here. Welcome. And how are you today? Oh, I am absolutely brilliant and delighted, delighted to be on. And I love your intro there. I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, great energy. <laughs> so Excellent. Thank you for asking me. My pleasure. So now everybody absolutely notices that I got my French accent, but you have another <laughs> accent. So where are you from? I'm from Ireland, basically, but I'm from Northern Ireland. And I currently live in the South for, for those on the know. If you've heard of the Dairy Girls from Netflix, I'm an original Dairy Girl. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, Ireland and uh, a Frenchman from Ontario, Canada. So there we have it. And this is another thing that is a tribute to the technology that we live in so far. It, it's amazing these days. She's uh, at the other end of the big pond and then I'm on this side. And yet the communication is instantaneous and wonderful. So let us ponder just for a moment how wonderful it is to live in this time in these days although there's all sorts of challenges there's so many blessings as we embrace them which is go yeah it is nice we we have more wealth right now than than any other time that existed in humanity and we're blessed to be here this is awesome so tell us a little bit about yourself uh, maybe you know uh, um, professionally and personally just so we have an introduction of who uh, donna is yeah, so hi folks, I'm delighted to be here. My name's Donna Martin, I am the Good Life Coach. So I'm a mindset coach, I am also a speaker and I'm a number one best-selling author to the Awakened Warrior Toolkit. But I'm also a mommy to three young boys, Ollie, Leo and Louie. I have my beautiful husband, Lego. We've been married over nine years. And in my previous life before Mindset Consultant, I was a nurse for over 15 years. Wow, so, nurse yeah. for 15 years. So nurturing yeah. people is something that you like, but you went from physically to now maybe mind, but you're still in a yeah. nurturing mode. Oh, yeah. If you know about archetypes or things to do with your personality, nurture is definitely one of my high values. And that is, I've always, I've always been like that from bringing stray dogs home. They always helping out the elderly to, it's something within. So from the physical, that's how I explained my new role to my eight-year-old at the time. Mommy went from helping people physically in hospital or at, at home to actually helping them with their mindset, their emotions, their thought processes. So, yeah, it's it's just another aspect, really. Excellent. And and you mentioned quickly a, a book that was a best-selling, The Awakened mm. Warrior Toolkit. And then, you, as we talked about, with nine other powerful women that yeah. you shared this, this is a concept that let's... Uh, we never know with this podcast where we're going. And so this is an interesting thing, but it just opened up and it says, many people are afraid to write a book. I said, well, I want to write a book, but they're afraid of it. But now you took it, it says, I went with 900 women and together you, you got together and had your own piece. And as it was packaged, next thing you know, it's a bestseller. Tell us about this journey. This is something that is of intrigue for many people listening, I'm sure. 
Yeah, so for me, actually, Francois, I had always knew that I would write a book at some point. I always had an inkling within me. And then after an emotional impact, which put me on the mindset journey in the first place, a book was coming back into my thought process. It was coming back into my feelings. And if anybody kind of journals when they're going through things, when I was going through this impact, I decided, right, actually, now is the time for me to actually start writing down, writing out notes, not about what was going on but unpackaging other things that had been going on in my life and it was very therapeutic it was very reflective it was very it got me to ask myself questions and when I done that see as soon as I made the decision and says to myself right okay Donna you've started this this is what you're meant to do I am doing it literally like that the way it was shown and the gear that actually was the co-host to the book collaboration had actually reached out through another lady that I trained doing NLP with so I had done that first before mindset coaching and that's how that came about I love it I, I just I was writing down some notes as you were saying <laughs> this it's interesting that you first made the decision that you wanted to do something and now interesting that it showed up in a way that you didn't expect. And this is something, let's let's maybe expand on this together, mm -hmm. Donna, that oftentimes people say, I want this to happen, and they're looking with, with blind, blind blinders as to they want it to happen just this way rather than allowing it to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. Because, and by doing so, they're blocking themselves of the abundance that's coming their way. How, how did you come to the understanding that whenever you make a decision for something you're not in charge of the how but you're in charge of the receiving can you expand on this and and you and i are both bob proctor fans and graduates so so yeah. we know this but not many people know about this they make a decision and it says oh i want a ferrari okay it costs two thousand a month okay so i'm gonna have a side job that's gonna give me two thousand a month it's gonna pay for the ferrari okay and then mm -hmm. i tell the people says what if someone wanted to give you a ferrari well that can't be <laughs> and, and why not <laughs> and so it's interesting how people narrow themselves down you said that process and it just flood flood off your tongue like so easy so i made the decision and then it happened this way how do you go about to understand this or what mm, information or tip can you give to people that you, you make a decision but you don't decide the how can you expand on this a bit yeah a hundred percent because i was a very left brainer I was always a lot in my logic as a nurse. It was systems, processes, do this, checklist, yes. this is your stuff. So if you're like that, if you're a left brainer, we have structures, processes, always figuring out. And as a mommy, as a parent, you'll get that. And even as a business owner, you'll get that you have certain formats, certain things that you like to do. But right brainers, creative brainers are the ones that are more in their vision, more in their thought process, more in the in the thinking seeing it done they're not always in their logic of thinking whereas for me this was when i first heard bob saying the how's none of your business i was like are you cracked what do you mean it's none of my business but sure how how and even when i had my own mentor she would wet herself laughing she'd be like donna get out of your head you're, you're pushing at the gate stop you're putting a block so when i decided about the book honestly in my head i was like it's me writing a book on my own. But the way was shown completely different. And when it was shown, I was like, ah, 
actually this this feels right intuitively i was like i need to jump in a call with this girl and have a conversation because i always like to do a face-to-face i love to feel the energy the rapport and like that francois in an instant i knew i was like yep yeah, i'm in done and just like that everything and the process was only about three months we were from all over there was a wow. girl in spain there was a girl in wales there was a girl in Northern Ireland. There was two of us in Southern Ireland. And then there was, I think the other ones were dotted all around the UK. Uh, it was about collaborating on Zoom. It was about what is your awakening? What are your tools and takeaways? So my thing to people is if you have something within you that keeps coming to the forefront of your mind, that keeps calling you where you maybe see signs hear music repetitive thoughts somebody's talking about something that interests you that you want to do that you've been thinking about pay attention and and i liked what you said is you've been thinking about it then it came in a different way than you expected and then it felt good yeah but then you said so i went for it and so Let's expand on this thing in many people. And it used to happen to me, and I'm sure to you as well before, and to the listeners, you see something that you want, it starts to come your way, and then you start to analyze. And it says, hmm, well, maybe it's not the right one. Maybe I should I should look for something else. And then as we analyze, we paralyze it. We're, we're sort of about to jump and do something, but when we stop to think about it, it freezes us, and then we don't take the jump. And next thing you know, says, well, there's no opportunities. But duh, if you would have actually jumped, you would have actually grabbed that opportunity that came to mm. you. Because when we have that 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 gut feeling that tells us to do it, when we listen to that, it's leading us in the right direction. When we don't listen to it, and we're not saying it's not scary. That's not what we're no. saying. But it's it's calling you. So if you go for it, then it keeps calling you for more. And if you don't go for it, then it stops calling you. And then you wonder why you're stuck. Well, we're yeah. the self-fulfilling prophet. Because <laughs> you you said the process, as, and that's why before we, we we got on the podcast, I says, you're going to say things that are just flow <laughs> smoothly out, but they're gems for people that need to listen and understand that when things are coming to you, it's a sign and it's calling you. It's showing you another how that you didn't mm. expect, but it's still there and true. And as you go for it, it actually works. And next thing mm-hmm. you know, you work out the kinks. And, and because there's kinks everywhere all the time. There's no such thing as a smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, the only people are smooth sailing, people are dead. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing happening in their lives and that's it, that's all. No more, uh, we need to have this external pressure. And sometimes, uh, how about this one? Touch on this, when you were doing that book and it's, well, you said three months, that it makes it amazing. But wasn't there a time that you said, oh, is this too easy? Is it, is there some doubts that came to you out of this? I'm just asking the question. Maybe not, maybe yes. When it was going smoothly like this, you said, well, this can't be. For me, it was a confirmation that I was in alignment, that the truth that I was writing, because I, I always ask myself the question, because we have everything we need within us. And that's what we were taught through Bob, through teaching, through our Nightingale. <laughs> We do have everything we need within us. And when you're new to maybe mindset, to self-awareness, to personal development, it sounds a bit hocus-pocus. It sounds a bit airy-fairy, like too far-fetched and how can that be? But when you actually tune into yourself, know yourself, understand the truth, the beauty of who you really are authentically, that spiritual being, not just a bag of bones. When you understand and work and operate and live from your intellect, from your spirit, from your higher self, 
when these opportunities come. Yes, they don't eliminate the fear, but you have this knowing within when you know, you know, and you know that you know. That's where confidence comes. It comes from studying you and believing, having that trust, that faith within within you, within your gut. And everybody, like if I said you, Francois, can you name me a time where something happened and you just went, yep, done, I'm on, or done, I'm doing it, done. We all have an experience, whether it was, I want to buy that top, whether it was, I want to buy that cup of coffee, I want to ask that person out. We all have a memory and experience where we just had this feeling within this knowing and our logic could have dictated that's crazy, that's bananas, but what if? But our internal just took us there. And that's what this done. It was just what, and now part of my goal, part of my creation of this was that it went with ease and flow and that it was a bestseller, that it reached millions of people worldwide. And that is still expanding today. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. You, you touched on something. It says, think about a time that you're about to do something and then doubt came in and, and this idea came out. I was, uh, I'm 62. I was 45 years old and uh, I, I'm in that. I still race motocross. Uh, I'm a crazy guy. And, and so I was on the diving board. There was a, um, a family reunion. My mom, there were 11 kids. And so every year we'd meet as a family with the cousins. So there was 70 of us or something. Wow. And that time they decided to go in the place where there was a pool and there was a three meter diving board. I said, I haven't been on the driving board for, for three meters for so long. And I do inwards, meaning you go forward and you do backflips. And so oh. here I am, I'm going. And as I'm starting, so I'm going to do this. So I'm up there and there's people watching and everything. I'm having fun. I'm going, as I'm starting to walk, a voice inside of me says, hey, who do you think you are? You haven't done this in 20 years. Stop it. And as I'm, I'm moving, you know, when you die, you take a couple of steps before and as I'm going, and I, and I just said, uh, my apology, I said, shut up. And I just, boom. And I did it. And it was perfect. And I was freaking out. And I was happy. And this is this is the thing of that terror thing. Whenever we're doing something, something tries to hold us back. And if we let it, then we don't. But if we don't let it, and we go with faith and expectancy and making it happen, because we made a decision to do it, all of a sudden, things come together. I'm not selling everybody here to go on a three-meter diving board doing an <laughs> dive. I'm not saying to do this, but I'm making an experience out of this because you ask, when did this happen? And it hit me that if I would have listened to that inner voice that was trying to kill the light yeah. that I had, I had just ignited, it would have died right there. But yeah. I didn't. I felt good about it. And so other, I don't really care about others, really. It was me. And I felt good doing it. And so yeah. same in life. You said for your book, you come, there's some doubts that come in. You need to hush those things. It's not that they don't exist. It's just that you don't give them attention and pay attention yeah. to them. That's awesome. Cool. Here we are at the beginning and then we're already. <laughs> I'll ask you, what gets you fired up as an entrepreneur? Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Do you know, it was never really on my radar, to be honest. It was never. I was always just, I was a nurse and that was my career and service and helping people. And another emotional impact in my life, which impacted me, my husband and our kids this time, actually propelled me into what I'm doing now. So for me, 
the universe always is a way of guiding you to where you need to go next. It'll give you gentle nudges for a time and then it might just be a boom. And for me this time, when I looked back and joined the dots, because you can only look back and join them, I could see all the gentle nudges that I had been getting over time that I had silently ignored, extinguished, maybe started then, stopped then, started then, was like, life's fine, it's okay, it's cruising along. And this time, this was my time of saying, actually, no, I'm done. And because, because I had an experience about 14 years prior to that, where I had a really bad emotional impact myself as a single woman. And it was to do with death threats, antisocial behavior. But at that stage, I had got that low because it had gone on over a prolonged period of time, over months and months and months, and it ended in death threats. So I was at a point where I was chipped away and I thought I was mentally strong, spiritually strong, talking to the angels, connected. I was just doing, I'd finished my nursing degree. I was working with cancer patients. I thought I've ticked the boxes. I've done the degree. I'm doing my, my duty, serving people on a cancer. Do you know, I, I'm being the best that I can be. And all of a sudden the hit the fan. And I didn't want to be here anymore. But it was from that experience where I, moved forward in my learning of me to a certain degree I got myself on an even keel and then I met my fantastic husband we had our kids then your life takes over again so then I kind of put spirituality all that stuff mindset on the back burner again and just let life take over and then boom again and I was like really are you taking the hand come on But that is why, Francois, because I didn't know that we have a choice. As a nurse, I was educated, done a degree, an honours degree. I didn't know that our mind wasn't our brain. I didn't know that we are made of all this energy and that our thought that we have an intellect where we have a choice. I just thought that the thought you thought and the feeling connected with it meant that that was your life path that was your gettings that was what was mapped out for you and you just had to kind of suck it up and get on with some people were meant to be poor some were middle class some are rich that was a belief that i had and i was like no but my inside was screaming donna that's that's so not true come on and it was this path that led me to the understanding that that is completely that we do have a choice why I do what I do, that is why. Because I want other people to know that they have a choice, that they can live their life their way in their own terms. They can live their good life. Nice. What that means to them. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Because so many times, many people are living lives of quiet desperations. Because the parent says, hey, go to school, get a degree, get a job and, you know, get a family, pay the mortgage and, you know, go a couple of vacations and that's it. They go, is that it? Some people, it's okay. Let's face it. Mm. It's not for everybody to be an entrepreneur. That's for sure. Nevertheless, if there's that nudge, and it's interesting, you said it's a gentle nudge that comes in. Mm. All the listeners right now, if you have gentle nudges and you don't know what they are, seek help. Go to see someone else. See Donna, see me, see someone else. Get information from someone, and, and Donna and I were talking about this before the podcast, from someone who's been there. No mm. offense, but don't ask your brother-in-law if you want to start a business. He's going to say, who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> like Ask someone that can help you. If you're going to ask, and advice is free, might as well ask someone that can help you. Not someone that that is going to you know maybe extinguish the fire that you have within you that you want to, to make come out. 
Hmm. That being said, when you make the decision to flame, fan that fire that you have, many people will try to piss on it, excuse the expression, and put it out because you're bugging them because they want to do it too, but don't have the guts that you have. And that hmm. guts, you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. Donna can't do it alone. And everybody listening here, you can't do it alone. Or you, if you do, it's going to take you for so much longer. But if you have someone else to help, you're going to accelerate that growth. And that's hmm. awesome. I absolutely love it. Yes, helping others. So what you love most about what you do is, is helping others. You've always been a nurturer, you said. Can you expand mm. on that? Yeah, so like I was always the one that brought the stray dogs home. I was always the one that was there doing home help, cleaning the old ladies' houses down the street, going to the shops for them, doing door-to-door -door stuff for charities. I was always in my home because my daddy reared five of us i was always a nurturer along with my sister we were always mm. the kind of mommy ones the ones that were cleaning cooking sorting out the house doing it you know with with the family and the siblings and just always that way i was always the person in school or even in university and in my friendship circle that people always would have came to for private advice they would have always kind of rang me when they were at the end of a turmoil where they'd had they, and it was just like don i need to talk so that has always been the energy and the flow of a lot of my relationships and it's just it's it's just part of me like i used to be called a crier when i was younger because i would be very emotional i would wear if I was in bad form now you would feel it francois like my husband would say to me he would know if i'm off because we know anyway with energy but everything is written on my face i can't hide it i can't lie because it's just it comes out in my physical mm. I, I can't pretend and i've always been like that and I, as a young girl i was always labeled as a crier very emotional and i used to think that this was uh like your achilles heel that this wasn't a good thing until i learned through my own wisdom that utilizing that this is one of my superpowers that this is phenomenal like i own my truth i love being emotional it doesn't bother me to cry and to support nice. someone and to speak from my heart and as long as it's coming from a place of love and <clears throat> truth so it yeah that's <laughs> that's awesome no i i love it and it's being very authentic and for everybody listening again you drop some nuggets as to People were calling you to confide the insight to you. So basically mm. what's happening is that others are recognizing your strength. So everybody listening right now, if you have people coming to you for advice on A, B, or C, that is a sign of your strength. Mm. That is something. And if you like and enjoy doing this, well, then nurture this part. And as you do this, you're going to grow and get better and better and better. And if you derive some pleasure from doing this, well, then embark. If you don't know how, ask again. Ask others; they can help you to actually make this happen. So, so that 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 is that is cool. So now, with this podcast, there is one thing that, as entrepreneurs, as I mentioned before, uh, Donna, when we were speaking, it says all entrepreneurs says, "How's business going?" And everybody goes, "It's going great." But in the background, and and, and let, let's face it. Oftentimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And when it's not, we think it's us that's broken. It doesn't work or what's happening. And then the doubt and all that stuff starts to twirl in and we stop the growth because of those thoughts that we have. But it happens to everybody. Yeah. Everybody listening to this right now, your business going always good. It's okay, but just don't stay there and don't do it on your own. So 
when is it at one point, and you, if you have more than one story, but one of the reasons I'm asking this, Donna, is that for people to know that your business is going good, but sometimes you might have been in the morning and then you just want to put the blankets over your head and says, I don't want to come out of bed today because it feels horrible or I hate the thing or the challenge that I'm <laughs> facing. I just want to quit. Something like this ever happened to you? Yeah. Tons of times, not, tons not of times. just that. this once. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a normal thing. Look at that. All right. And so, so what happened? Can you give us an example of something that happened? Yeah. So look, for me, when I started my journey, when I started Mindset, I'd on a specific program. And when I started, everything made sense. It was like a piece of the jigsaw puzzle. I got my mentor. Everything started making sense. And I knew that I wanted to be a consultant, that I wanted to teach mindset. I knew that this was my next right step for me. And that was what we call a big C-type goal for me in my life. Because I was still nursing at the time. And I was doing a lot of night shifts. And I was dissatisfied. I was always working weekends. My husband was through the week. He was like a lone parent at the weekends. I was missing soccer matches. I was just groggy and cranky and... It just wasn't working. Mm. But the part of it was, what was I talking about there? The part of it for my business, me, and when I started, it was I got off the starting blocks. I got my goal nearly straight away. I was in flow. I was in tune. I was in the frequency. And it was like, boom. And I was like, oh, happy day. Oh, my God, this stuff really works. That this is, I never expected this in my wildest dreams. And then. I started signing clients straight away and like, I mean, literally within the first couple of, and I was like on a roll and I was in this energy and, and this frequency. And then all of a sudden some stuff happened and then it started to slowly come in more and more mm. and more and more. And then it was like, as I was getting to grips with the business and I wouldn't have been a big one for social media or that either. So when I was dealing with the grips of what I thought all these gurus were telling me about social media, as well as focusing on my clients, as well as doing my study and my learning, as well as being a mommy, as well as overwhelm, overwhelmed. Oh my God. It was just like, and then slowly but surely I started retreating back then. And then I was doubting myself and I was like, can I do this? Can I do this full time? Can I do this with more clients? Doubt. But I'm a mommy. My kids need me. My husband. And where's where's the next client? And and then the how in your logic in your brain. And then you're going. Mm. But I don't want to do all this social media. But do I need this person and this person and this person? And then you're going paying people that you're being told. And then I just get to a point where I was like, oh, give me the blanket. Just just uh, I I don't. And then you would go through a phase then where you were like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do any calls. And then you're kind of going, did I make the right decision? Oh, look at that, eh? Because if you're not honest, anybody that tells me that it's easy breezy and whatever else, I'm like, like, you're only fooling yourself. Do you know? And like the other people out there, they'll feel your energy. They'll feel your dominant undercurrent anyway. Do you know that what you're saying from the teeth out isn't your truth? Yes. So just speak your truth. And for me, no, definitely the first year in business, Francois, was had definitely a lot of highs and lows. I'm now coming to the end of my, it'll be two years now in August since I started The Good Life. And definitely I have got into more of a rhythm. I'm more confident is when you know and you know that, you know, every day I tell myself, I ask myself, am I studying me? How am I showing up when the kids are sick? How am I showing up when they're having a meltdown? How am I showing up if me and my husband have different opinions? 
Am I being my best self? Am I living how I am teaching others to live? Am I practicing what I'm preaching? And every day I'll always look from a neutral point of view to say, right, Donna, okay, every day is day one. And today, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. So for anybody out there that's struggling, it's a part of the process. Create a mantra. Everything goes with these flow and fun. I had a pencil and fun into my diary. I had a pencil in times to stop with the kids for homeworks, for playtime, for dinner time. Because I was going, doing, doing, spinning my wheels. You have to do, you have to do it. But during your first year of business, everybody's telling you every, no, cut out the noise, stay in your own lane, start asking yourself, trusting yourself. Like Francois says, go to people in the know, doing whatever, but ask yourself first, what do you want? Look at what you don't want. Clarity. Yes. Yeah. That brings so much peace and contentment and allows you to move forward. Absolutely. I love it. No, mm. that clarity. And and thanks for, for being honest also that you start going, you gain some traction. And when you get traction, you get momentum. Mm. But if you don't maintain the momentum, then obstacles are coming. And the obstacle are slowing down the momentum. And unless you're true to yourself and have others to help you and cheer from the sideline to help you continue the yeah. environment that you have, if it's, a, as I said, the dreaded brother-in-law says, I told you it wouldn't work and you listen to him, well, then you're going to stop everything. But it, <laughs> exactly. And so that you need to be surrounded by people that are going to help you to get to the next level. But it's, it's also, and thanks for sharing, it's normal for all the listeners right now to have our doubts and our challenges because life keeps coming at you. By the sweat yeah. of thy brow, thou shalt earn thy keeps every day of thy life is something that's true for all of us. It's mm. not that we're doing something wrong. We just need to know that we keep need to keep going, keep going, keep going. And there's challenges up and down. But as we focus on where we want to go with clarity, you says clarity on what it is that you want. Don't get clear on what you don't want. Get clear on what you want. Because the don't want is going to happen. The more life you give to the things you don't like, the more it takes life out of itself. But if you focus on what you want, then it keeps going. And also, something someone told me something a little while back regarding those challenges that we have. And it says, it's as if when you make a decision to go into a journey, it says, okay, that's where I'm going. And and by the way, you said C-type goal to people listening. A-type goal is the things you, you know you can do. B-type goals are things that you think you can do. And C-type goals are things that you don't know how, but you really want to do it. So when she talk about a big C-type goal, that's what she meant. Yeah. And so whenever these goals are there and, and they're they're pulling us, life is going to come and stop us. It, it wants to stop us. So that thing is, when you have that thing, it's as if when you're going on the journey, there's sort of this, and this is a story that was told to me, but I liked it. It's like if if it's a, uh, an angel or a, a guide, whatever you want to call it, it grabs you by the hand and it starts to bring you into thorns, thistles, mud, all sorts of stinky places, dark alleys, no light. And, and, and then it's the guide looks at you and says, you still want it? And then, you say, yes, I do. And so through more turmoils and challenges, it looks at you again, you still want it? And listen to this. If you say no, he drops your hands and you're in the mud and you're stuck there. But if you keep on saying yes, and because the story needs to get better, right? If you keep saying yes, you still want it. You say yes. All of a sudden, he brings you to a meadow 
and there's a waterfall and a nice ocean and there's a tree that you can rest beneath the shade nice grass weather is beautiful and there's birds that are singing nice little animals that are looking at what this is wonderful it's because you didn't let go of the hand of yeah. the decision that you made are you going to back it up or was it just fluff so that yeah. sort of guide whatever you want to call it is a real thing in my life it has been in yours donna and everybody yeah. listening think about this So whenever it's happening, think about it this way. Let reframe it because you do NLP. Reframe and it says, "Do you really want it?" Say out loud, "Yes, I do." And when you do this, <laughs> oh, he's going to he's going to continue to guide you to, and then you're going to get closer to that green pasture. But it's something that's really unless we reframe the reality that we have with us and we have stories that enable us to give us the courage to go over the challenges, mm. we're going to fall. Let's face it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Think about yeah. this. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But you know what? And, and that's why I tell people: there is no such. I'm showing an easy button. There's no such thing as an easy <laughs> button. You have to pay the price. And then when I say it, then after I says, but there is an easy button. Only when you paid the price. And by that I mean you cannot pay someone to do push-ups for you. You can't. Yeah. You can't pay. So you have to do them yourself. But once you've done the push-ups. You have the strength, and no one can take it away. And that's when it becomes easy because you paid the price. So My I'm question, sorry, Francois, is actually on that thing as well. What the guide? It's ask yourself where you are now, your beliefs now, where your thought process is, where your self-talk is. Is that enough? If you were handed what you really want right now, well, it was a big house, big car, big company, loads of staff. Are you mentally and physically at a stage where you are strong enough, to handle willing it. enough, yes, to handle it? Because yes. this is what the persistence does. It builds that extra courage. It builds that strength. It builds that armor. It builds your self-belief. It builds that core foundation. And this is what it is. If you were handed your wish now, Could you manage it? And you go back to all the people that won the lotto and come and be so much money. The majority of them, a high percentage of them, actually lose the money within five years because and they're not ready for it. They don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to say no. They don't feel like they're good enough. They're worthy. Everything comes from within. I, I like I like yeah. what you just said about that winning, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, try me if I if I win money, you'll see I'll handle it." I said, "Let's put it into another perspective and then, and another story that someone told me once. Let's say that you go to the gym, and mm. you're able to handle 100 pounds, so you're able to bench press 100 pounds. So let's say that the pounds are money, so 100 pounds is 100 thousand dollars, okay? Mm. And then you says, "I want to double my income. I want 200." thousand dollars so then now think about this you're at the gym you're able to push 100 pounds and now says you want 200,000 okay here's 200 pounds now move this around you're not going to be able to it's going to crush you and if you try mm -hmm. to do reps with it you might, it, might, it might even kill you and so this is a a visual representation of if you're not strong enough to handle it even if you have it you're going to lose it or it's going to hurt you So we need, that's one of the reasons why I call my site, how to become more. We need to become more yeah. before we can have more. Because if it comes before you become, then you can't handle it. And that was well said also. But I like that story that enabled us to, 
to realize, hmm, interesting, <laughs> that 100 pounds to 200 pounds. Now you realize it. So because you yeah. say, oh, I win the lottery, I'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, if you put it into weights, pounds, <laughs> and you can't handle it. Now it rings a bell. It says, okay, I need to train. I need to go to the gym more. I need to get better. Talking about Jim, uh, uh, an interview previously of someone that talked about mindset also it says, could you imagine you go to a gym and, and you're about to open the door of the gym says, sorry, no more muscle building in here. I go, what? <laughs> What's, it's no more muscle building here. Yeah, you come in here, you can't, there, there's no more muscle building in here. You can say, that's ridiculous. And then you say, why is it ridiculous? Because if I go in and I do the exercise, I will build the muscles. So therefore, there is an infinite amount of muscle available, but you need to do the work. Yeah. And unless you do the work, then it doesn't come. Ah, absolutely. That's cool. And you know what, actually, Francois, because what came to mind for me and um, was it Bob said, if you don't, uh, if you're not a nice person without money, you're going to be even worse with money. But if you're a nice person, if you love, respect and know yourself, know your worth, without money then it will accelerate it yes what? so that is so key like because we are all we have uh, we're the cause but the effect is is what some of money or your things but it all comes back to us in the dead of night i say to people can you look at the negative of who you really are in the dead of night can you stand in the negative and beauty of who you are as a person do you know what I mean? Mm. And look and love and accept and appreciate that person. And if you don't everything. like it, you can change it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And if you don't know how, ask someone. They can help you. <laughs> so I like to say that what's the biggest lesson you learned from this challenge is on the other side of fear is what? Freedom! <laughs> on the other side of fear is freedom. And that's a yeah. concept that is not taught in school. School says, hey, if it's yeah. fear, stop. Don't move. Don't move no more. There's fear yeah, here. Like, yeah. But you just said, on the other side of fear is freedom. Can you yeah. expand a little bit on this? Yeah, well, do you know, I had, after the incident years ago, where I was in a hole, I actually went to Australia over to my cousin. And I went traveling with a cousin for six months. And in that time, I was wouldn't be a big daredevil for big sports or anything. But I was like, you know what i found a new lease of life new energy this whole vibration here is phenomenal i'm going to do a skydive and in that everything was okay okay i'm doing it my mind was set on doing it but when i got up my lips were dry my throat was dry i was breathing heavy i was like there's no way down there's no way but it was that thing of i want to do this there's no turning back i'm attached to someone that's qualified with what they do i'm safe with them they've checked their equipment they've done they do <coughs> thousands whatever these all the time and in that moment of just free fall, falling and letting go that whoosh where you come up and you're just gliding and soaring like a bird and you're just looking around at the beauty and we were down in Wollongong down past Sydney and just the beauty, the beaches, the serene, just the noise of the... Yes, yes. And then you're just gliding. And see the achievement, see the feeling that you could... And I wouldn't do it again. Oh, <laughs> I used to the... skydive a lot. But the feeling that I've had after it of achievement, of going, I faced my fear. I'd done it anyway. Nice. It was, I'm never letting anything hold me back again. Nothing is holding back on that fear. 
it doesn't serve a purpose. You said something that just dawned on me is that you went with someone that knew I checked all the equipment and you were able to trust them because they've done it before. And mm-hmm. then as you go with them, it was a great experience. As you said, you were able to relax and watch around. Yeah. Same with each and everyone listening right now. If you're fearful of doing something, go with someone that knows. It's yeah. going to be the same thing. <laughs> They're going to be t- testing everything, making sure that the environment is safe for you. And then you go and Next thing you know, you're flying. Wow, this is fantastic. And yeah, having someone that knows enables to bridge the gap from where we are to where we want to go because they've been there before. So seek help. Absolutely. So what word of encouragement would you have or advice that you'd give to someone uh, uh, that would be a struggling entrepreneur? For struggling entrepreneurs, I get it. Every day is not guaranteed. I have been struggling and I am happy to share it because it's when you're honest, other people benefit. If you're struggling, like Francois says, ask for help. You do not have to struggle. You're exactly where you're meant to be at this moment in time. I like what you said. You're exactly where you're meant to be at this moment in time. And Mm -hmm. people say, well, you don't know my life. My life is not fun right now. But Mm -hmm. nevertheless, if if what you said, if you, you stop and you think, I'm exactly where I need to be right now, that means there's a lesson you need to learn. And if you're not learning it, ask someone else to help you out. I like And you say, start yeah. by asking, uh, what is this moment teaching me? I love the questions that you come up with. They're amazing. Yeah. And so when you do that, it gives you introspection. Can you expand a little bit on the benefit of asking this question when you're struggling? Yeah. Do you know what? It's not something we would have done reflective practice and stuff in nursing all the time through patients and stuff and feelings. But it was more when I trained in NLP as a neurolinguistic practitioner. We always do a thing, a concept of a fly in the wall where you're looking down even a third party or always from a neutral point of view. But when you go in depth as well to yourself, when you ask the question, the answer will always be given, but it's whether mm. we are willing to pay attention. It's whether we are willing to stay in our pity party, in our story loop, yes. in the negative fulfilling prophecy or energy that we've been taught to sit in for a certain length of time, or it's whether we are willing to ask a more important question what is this teaching me and that can be really tough when I was going through the different impacts and I'm sure we all have it we all have baggage we've all had horrible things happen to us that is part of life but when I look back and join my dots from early childhood to the different traumatic experiences I had they helped me build the wisdom that I have and share and utilize today if I didn't have those experiences I wouldn't have the core values, the strength. Maybe even I wouldn't be sharing and be as vulnerable. But because I've had so many experiences where I couldn't hide my vulnerability, I have built that practice where it's part of my core values. So if you're struggling, ask for help. Know you're not alone. Know you're not the first. You'll definitely not be the last. It's part of the process, but it's about persistence, asking for help and knowing knowing and trusting that things will always get better. The law of rhythm, there's highs, there's lows, and knowing you're on a downswing when you're feeling that low, that by a universal law, you must come up again. And that's the case. I love it. And you also mentioned something that I like. You, You tell people you are enough, you are worthy, and everything you need is within you. 
And if yeah. you can't find it, ask someone to come and dust it off so you can see how you shine from within and then you can shine from without when you find yeah. out who you really are. That's just absolutely cool. Great. Do you have a, a special MVP mission, vision, passion formula that you can share with uh, our audience, like a mantra? Yeah. So for me, my mantra is they love my life, my way on my own terms. And that is what I dictate. Not working weekends, not working bank holidays, taking my kids to school. These are part of my core values, having my kids, my life in flow with my business, with how I operate is, is core for me. But yours could be completely different. So my question to you is, how do you want to live your life? Your way, not your granny's way or your neighbor's way or your uncle's way. Brother in law. Your, your way. <laughs> not even your partner's way. Mm. How do you genuinely, authentically want to live your life your way on your terms? Start nice. asking that question and go from there. It's and and take pen and paper. Yeah. Because when we stay in our heads, everything is like flo floating around. But when we take pen and paper and we start to take the stuff that we have in our head and we put it down, all of a sudden we can make clarity of something. See, I've taken notes. And so I'll be reflecting on those notes after. And it's going to be much easier because I've written it down. So that, yeah. that advice that you just get, Donna, is, is, you know, think about, ask those questions, write down the answers so you can look at them and analyze them more. And sometimes... We're going to see that the answers that we write down, we look at them and say, this is foolish. Why, why do I even why do I even think that? And then it's easy yeah. to scratch out. But if you stay in your head, it's very hard to do. So again, seek advice if yeah. you can. But I love it. Mantra is live your life in your own term, but in alignment with being authentic with self in business and in life yeah. while showing others how to do it too. I like the fact that at the end you say, Hey, I live my life my way, but I can help you live your life your way. And, yeah. and your playbook is not my playbook. And that's yeah. okay. We each have a different playbook, but let's make sure that we play. Let's get real or let's not play. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next on your to-do list? Any professional project plan in the future? Maybe a move somewhere that people, <laughs> that a brother-in-law might think you're crazy or... <laughs> Yeah, so there is loads, loads of stuff coming up for the Good Life Coach, for myself, for my husband and kids. We are making a big move to Australia. That is where I originally met my husband. Nice. We're both Irish. We had one of our sons in Australia, and that has been on the cards for a while now. So that is one of my goals that we're working toward, and that is going to be a big move. It's my business, everything, those connections. So I'm very excited, but I'm international. So, hey, you just jump on a computer. It doesn't matter where I am, but that's part of our vision, our dream of our lifestyle, of the quality of where we want to go. So this, it's about asking yourself what you want. So that's a huge, this is a huge one, Francois, for us. Yeah, that's, that's good. One. Digital nomad lifestyle is something you want. Yeah. Interestingly enough, here you are in Ireland and you want to go to Australia and says, so you have it in your mind and you know, and it's okay, I feel confident. And then you're going to start hitting walls such as, oh, you need visas. You need this. You need that. You need papers for this. And now people says, oh, maybe it's not meant to be. No, remember that guy that grabs you by the hand and puts you in the mud and thistles and thorns and looks at you and says, do you really want this? And if you say yes, you'll find a way if that, and that's why those goals and those things that you have need to come from inside. 
if it's, and it's funny, you said, if it's your granny's goal that you want to achieve, <laughs> well, well, they're not yours. So the first time that a challenge comes, you're going to quit. But if mm. it comes from deep within you and something that you really, really want, then the challenge will still come, but you'll have the oomph actually get over them. And that's awesome. And I'm sure yeah. since you have it in your mind already, you're already in Australia. I'm, so we're already there. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm just waiting for this world to catch up. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. You have to create it first in your imagination. Poverty of yeah. imagination and, and lack of decision are the two things that stop people from making things happen. Bob, you always used to say, make a yeah. decision and then imagine it happening and take action. Yeah. What legacy would you like to leave for future generations? Hmm legacy huge absolutely and you touched on it earlier on about schools and things like that about the stuff that should be taught for me and the biggest aha moment that i had was when i realized that i had a choice that i could actually choose to swipe left or to get a baseball bat out or a steel toe boot cap and boot out because my daddy was a builder boot out the rubbish thoughts that had been holding me back, that had been mm. limiting me, that had been keeping me small, that had put me under despair, distress. When I realized that just because I thought it and attached a feeling that it didn't make it truth, that I could actually swipe left, get rid of that and choose a more empowering, beneficial thing. And actually that would come into my reality then. That was a game changer, Francois. So for me, it's, teaching my boys now one's 10 one's six and one's four this is the ripple effect it's a generational effect my mm. kids will never have to go through what i went through because their self-awareness is being established now my legacy is to show and shine a light on as many people worldwide to raise your self-awareness to know that you are enough that you are worthy that everything that you have and need is within you and that you have a choice I love that choice yeah. that you talk about. And we talked about this before. It says we have also choice to accept or reject any idea, thoughts, yeah. or feelings that impact our lives. Is it in harmony with what I want or is it not? If yeah. it is, embrace it. If it's not, reject it. You have the choice. I said, well, it's easier. Yes, it is if you say it's easy. And it's hard if you say it's hard. We are the architect of our lives. So it can't be that easy. Yes, it is. And if you don't know yeah. how, ask Donna, myself, or someone else that knows. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. So just for fun, I like to always end with this. Uh, uh, if you had a, a superpower, what would it be? And why, maybe even? <laughs> You'd ask me that, and I was like, hmm, what would that be? I, no, it's, it's to make it fun at the end, you know? <laughs> I think, oh, did I actually put down on that? It had something to do with choice. No, no, I, mean, I asked that. Then you said yeah. your superpower would be the ability to give people a glimpse of how what they really are, how amazing so, they really yeah. are. That's what you said. Oh, that's what you wrote. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have questions that I ask and, <laughs> and they answer. And then we, we, we use that as a guide. So your superpower would be the ability to give a glimpse of how amazing people are. And everybody listening to it right now. Yeah. You are amazing inside of you. You just maybe don't know it yet. Have yeah. someone root for you in the corner to tell you how good you are. And you're going to see how empowering that is. And the things that you develop just because you have someone to help you. You'll be able to master so many things. So, yeah. <clears throat> and, and by doing that, not doing it alone. Because 
Donna's not doing alone. I'm not doing alone. We have coaches S in order to help us. And hey, Donna, this is an interesting thing I did. Out of a thousand phone calls that I made to people, I asked the following question. How many high-level paying coaches do you have? And by high-level paying coaches, I mean 8,000, 10,000 plus. I'm not talking about $300 coaches. I'm talking about high-level coaches. Mm. And when people says me, I have none, then well, actually, and then when they ask, the, the second question is, how much money do you make? And so the people that have no high-level paying coaches make less than $100,000 a year. Mm. The people that have one high-level paying coaches make anywhere from $100,000 to $250,000. The coaches, the people that have uh, three coaches make from uh, 250 to 500,000. And the people 500,000 to a million have three, four coaches. And the people that make a million plus have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten high level mm-hmm. paying coaches. And people says, well, I'll wait till I make that money in order to, to get the coach. That's not the way it goes. You get the coach first, then you get to the level. It's yeah. like it's it's your ticket of entrance, but this is something powerful. So if you know that I have three coaches, you know how much money I make. Mm. And then uh, this is a, a, a little epiphany that I had last week talking to a client. We were he was coming and says, "Hey man, it's been six months. I've I've tripled my income. I'm absolutely ecstatic on this thing. And so this is good. And so I said, so what you need to tell me right now is that you've been water skiing in back of a boat." And you're learning all sorts of tricks. And now you're in the middle of the ocean. He says, hey, okay, I got this now. And then you let go of the rope. What's going to happen? He says, well, I'm going to drown, ain't I? I says, well, you, you're going to hold on to the rope? Yeah. You want to learn some new tricks? Yeah. And so, so, so this is something we yeah. need to think. You don't just go to the gym once and you're buff. It doesn't happen like this. You need to go again and again and again and again. And then you get those results. Very important point. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that fact that you said that people give a glimpse of how amazing they are. And once they know how amazing they are, keep on helping them get to the next level. I love it. People it's normally so cool. wait for a level of proof of that physical proof in the 3D world before they'll actually go, okay, I'm ready to believe you. But you have to sit in the faith or the trust and actually say, okay, if I feel what I feel within, I'll, I'll believe with Wayne Dwyer, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll see it when I believe it. Exactly. And if you, know? you can't borrow someone else's trust on you, for sure. Yeah. That's why yeah. we need others. That's what I done. The beginning of my journey, I borrowed my mentor's belief from me and stood on that strength, on those things. And that's what I now do for clients as well. That's, cool. that's what you do. As well, yeah, indeed. And it, it accelerates <laughs> things. So if people want to get a hold of you, is LinkedIn a good thing to do? Yeah, LinkedIn is the best platform to get me on. It's the one I'm most active on. I am on a weekly audio room called Being Your Authentic Self in Business, talking all things business and mindset with my phenomenal co-host, NAO Song. That's every Wednesday, 12.30 UK time. And I am starting my own audio room in the coming weeks as well. So on all things mindset, yeah. That's (laughs) That's awesome. So, So Donna Martin, the good life coach, is the name that we put into LinkedIn in order yeah. to get into your into your profile. That is absolutely awesome. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave with an audience that's heart-centered, service-driven to make a difference in people's lives? Just do it. Do it now. You adopt the method before the rubbish thoughts comes on, before the BS, before anything that stops you. If you have a spark, an idea, start taking a notebook and pen, carry it around with you. Listen, pay attention to what you're asking for, the repetitive thoughts, ideas. 
they mm. are coming up for a reason you have everything just pay attention to yourself stop going outside of you asking others about what you want and just do it now that's it do it now excellent i love it and and so interesting you said ask yourself questions we've all been told if you want to communicate adequately with others one of the best things to do is to ask questions and then when we ask questions what we need to do we need to listen to the answers so ladies and gentlemen listen to your own answers <laughs> it's giving you beautiful <laughs> listen to them give value to the answers you give and as you listen you ponder you're going to take some action and once again thank you so much donna for coming here but before we leave, so welcome i like to tell people someone's waiting for you to help them keep on going if life gets hard challenges put you down get back up get some help make a difference stop tiptoeing through life this life, we only have one crack at it, as far as we know. And so make the best out of it so that when you're uh, older and retired or just on your deathbed, you can have a smile on your face saying, man, I live this life rather than, ah, oh, maybe I should have done this. Should have is a bad place to be. Mm. So stop tiptoeing to your life. Don't die with your, your song still inside of you. Someone's waiting. You got it. And they need you. All the best and God bless everybody. And once again, Donna, thank you so much for coming. I love it. Thank you.